Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. A teacher podcast that's a little bit like comedians in cars getting coffee or drunk history. A lot of you guys always ask me, do you actually drink when you record episodes? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 102. And by the time this comes out, this will actually be the exact two-year mark for the podcast itself. So episode one, the pilot, which is no longer available, uh, unless you want to pay me money for it, you can listen to it. Uh, That came out uh, exactly two years ago. And so I figured for this one, episode one then became episode two, really, uh, airdropped porn, which was what really got it started off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for this one, we have something very special. I figure it's the two-year mark of the podcast. So we have Diana and Peter rejoining us for the first time together since that first episode two years ago. How you guys doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> doing swell. This is weird because we were talking about it earlier before we did our, our it's only the second time ever, but we'll just call it our ceremonial uh, shot of, uh, we did Tito's that time. But this is pretty much how the apartment looked the last time that you guys were both here. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we were moving in and now we're moving out. So it's very full circle. I might yeah, get teary-eyed. You never know. I never know. But that was, yeah, two years ago. And I remember thinking it would be cool to sit down, have a nice conversation with people over a couple of beers, talk about teaching still like we were still in grad school. You guys were like, I got something to say. I want it to be private. And I was like, I know how no one will ever hear us talk. I'm going to start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. So Diana, you have moved. This is now the second move that you've had, right? You've been at three schools now? Or was it just the two? I've been at two. Two? Okay. So where are you at right now? What's your current uh, teaching situation? My current teaching situation is I'm still teaching middle school in a small faith-based private school, not far from my house. Basically, I switched schools because my old one was way on the south side and I live kind of on the northwest side. So Mm -hmm. I just switched because A, my school was super dysfunctional and B, I wanted to be closer to home. Understandable for sure. I know I'm moving, but it's going to be the same commute for me. So that's a big, a big factor. And Peter, you are still at the pan. I don't know if I want to say the yeah, whole thing. The Panhellenic. Okay, okay. I, don't, I wasn't sure if you wanted to like keep it a secret or not. Uh, but you're still in a realm I'm, of education, right? I'm still in a uh, a Greek education foundation. <laughs> Emphasis we'll on like Greek. That. Yeah. We'll leave it so an, an ethnic. Uh, ethnic education <laughs> foundation i like it i like it. i think we were we danced around that. that's one of the few things i remember early yeah. on from that episode we yeah. we danced around it very very much so and then finally we we're like all right fuck it we're i'm greek it's fine yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> we went from there it, and really all you have to do is type in greek foundation in peter and you'd <laughs> probably be able to find me <laughs> or the other the other peters that are also greek and <laughs> yeah yeah, very common, very common. Well, you you sent me that thing on LinkedIn. You sent me a thing on LinkedIn of that guy, and I was like, "Is that your uncle?" You're like, "No, it's just some random Greek." Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's my assumption. Just some... the guy that kept adding me on LinkedIn. <laughs> right? like, awesome. did, do you know him? Did you add him? I actually, I, I did not add him. Uh, okay, but I actually just saw him at a Greek fest <laughs> last <laughs> weekend. Wait, so really he's a awful. local Greek guy. He's a local Greek guy. Oh, no, who, the local like, part added a bunch of people who work at Greek uh, organizations. <laughs> and 
he uh, he added swiping he, right on everybody yeah, on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> swiping right on everybody at LinkedIn. So he uh, he added me, and I didn't add him because he kind of looked creepy, and I don't want to get taken because you know. I'm picturing his thought process. He's like, "Should I add this guy, Peter? He's kind of creepy looking." No, I'm just gonna add him. I'm just gonna go for it. <laughs> I don't. Does it does it hurt you on LinkedIn if you say no to somebody though? Because I heard that rumor, mm-hmm. but I don't think that actually has. What any do you mean it hurts? Merit. I've just abandoned like my LinkedIn, and people keep sending me invites, and I just don't care, and I don't respond. I think I've seen. I don't know. See, I I gave up on it like once I got a job because like what's what's the purpose of this too? No. I think we're connected though. I know we're connected. No. I don't really, I don't really use it. it I, I use it to no. spy on people. Like I think it's yeah. more useful if, like, you're a business owner and you want to make, you know, connections right. with, you know, other business owners. But for me, it's just not that useful. No, you I ever, mean it's useful to spy on people. I was gonna say, you ever get that notification <laughs> That's what Facebook is where for. it's like so and so viewed your profile, like you got like your free premium trial, and like you know the exact names of people that are looking at you. Like, mm. why? I don't. You're, you're you a can, pilot. Why are you looking at me? It's you can hide that though. Oh, you can't. Yeah. Oh, if you have like a. A silver premium or something. No, 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 no. You can, <laughs> if you have a silver premium or whatever, you can hide it, but also still see the people who look at you. Oh, I don't want to see the people who are looking at me. That sounds terrifying. Right. Yeah. That's like when you look out in your window late at night and it's dark and you can't tell. Like, and you exactly. see a clown something standing there in the moonlight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you're like, oh shit! <laughs> it will be coming out. It's about to get real. Exactly right. Oh, that's that's freaking me out now. <laughs> I'm putting the curtains up. That's the first thing I'm doing when I move is curtains are going up. I don't know these people. It's freaking me out. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Downtown. Uh, we're getting so off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> but downtown, like in Streeterville, we were just talking yeah. about Streeterville. Uh, I mean, people don't have curtains. Mm-hmm. They're just totally cool with getting naked because like nobody's yeah. looking at us anyway unless they have a telescope. <laughs> and so, no, there's, and there's people that have uh, telescopes in their apartment to look into other people's... Uh. <laughs> My friend Sasha, she's got a telescope, right? and yeah. she just, you know, it's like, um, what is that Hitchcock movie, Rear Window? Yeah, Rear Window. You know, the guy has a broken leg, and he's just, you know, he's watching, watching things. James Stewart, yeah, and uh, <laughs> that really young actress, Grace Kelly, mm-hmm. at the time, really young, not young now. Yeah, she's dead. No, that was like the second thing we did here. She, She's gone. <laughs> she's dead. Spoiler what, alert. What, is it too soon? It's been like, what, 30 years? <laughs> There's so many things that are still like, quote unquote, too soon, but... It's like not. all the Lincoln getting killed jokes. Yeah, too soon. Right. That's a. Uh, <laughs> oh, there was someone that was saying that. They were like, Lincoln just became funny. Like, oh God. <laughs> like, that's the realm. That was like the first thing we did because this place didn't come with anything. So we had to put it on. And I think the first week it was actually blankets. You yeah, may do whatever you can, but. I mean, especially here, you know. These are huge windows, man. Oh, my South God. Side neighborhood. You don't want people looking in here. <laughs> exactly. Got right. them nosy ass. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm much more worried I see about Peter all the time looking in my window. I'm like, this knows he has. I just, I just come drive by and look into Ryan's windows. If I were living next to old people, <laughs> ah, I'd be concerned because a, they don't have a lot going on, and b, they're definitely spying on oh, you. Oh yeah, they're definitely looking in. Like little old Ukrainian or Russian babushki, they're always spying. They're look, they are the neighborhood security <laughs> force. You don't have to pay them. They're just watching all the shenanigans and keeping everyone in line. Right, neighborhood yeah. watch. They're like, what's neighborhood watch? I'm like, just, just keep doing what you're doing. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So I've noticed myself, uh, I noticed it this summer, and uh, someone pointed it out to me too. Uh, another coach on the coaching staff was like, we got to work on your patience. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know. I've noticed that I, I use up all my patience in teaching because, so let me give you an example. When I was coaching the other day, I told one kid, take two steps to your left, one step back, and turn around. He took like one step to his right, and he did nothing else. And I was like, nope, let's reset. And I noticed that like 
if a cashier takes too long in my head, I'm like, let's go, man. Like, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Have you managed at all to like maintain your level of patience in your personal life when you have to, because a lot of times you have to repeat things 80, 70, 90 times for your students that you almost use up all that patience because you're really, they're really testing it some days. I mean, honestly, I kind of just deal with it like I was talking to you guys earlier because I do Krav Maga and I go off and I punch (laughs) things and fight people in a controlled environment. And so I find it after doing that, like I'm pretty chill and relaxed Mm -hmm. in other areas of my life. I feel like I have endless patience for children, Mm. but with adults, I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? And yes, that's, that's exactly it. I feel like too because well, you're also a mom. Too, yeah. So that's part of it as well. That that's my thing too, is I, I have endless patience for the students that I have, but adults in the world. Yep, exactly. Like, if Fuck your right them. turn takes longer than one <laughs> millisecond, I'm laying on the horn. It's uh, when it comes to my job, I have lots of patience. Mm-hmm. And when I was teaching, it was the same thing. I mean, I was criticized for having too much patience. <laughs> Sometimes. What does that because, mean? <laughs> yeah, because I would just put up with so much shit or, oh, okay. you know, or... Uh, I thought it was like you were coming late to work every day. Like, you have too much patience for yourself, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, when it comes to my job, I have way too much patience and I and I put up with too much shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes for dealing with adults in my job, but also dealing with the college kids that are, are in my work life as well. Sure. Uh, even though... I do try to teach them life lessons and I'm very kind about oh, it. Okay. Like responding to emails within 24 hours. Sure. I, I've called their parents before and you know, they're oh, okay. 20 year olds, 21 year olds. And I call their parents, Hey, right. uh, little Costa hasn't gotten back to me. Costa. Can you, uh, can you make sure he responds to my email? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, sounds brutal. we have, you know, these what what's the generation after us Gen, uh, millennials Gen Z. and i think i count as millennial still uh, I'm yeah, a, yeah. i think we're millennials yeah right? i think we're, we're millennials we're millennials for sure i got really one... quiet right there i was like I think we're well you're like what 93 <laughs> 93 yeah. yeah you're still a millennial 97's the last millennial okay okay yeah after that they're the gen z people yeah okay yeah. these gen z kids don't know how to respond to respond to emails well, it's because their parents baby them their whole lives. I have this problem as a parent. Like, I send my son when I take him and my daughter to the park. He knows the park building next to us really well, and there's a bathroom in there. And if I'm swinging the baby and he's like, I've got to go potty, I just say, go in the building and go because he knows exactly yeah. where it is. And I send him off and he comes right back. And the other parents just look at me like I'm crazy or super irresponsible, but it's no, you have to let go at some point if you want to mm-hmm. give them any kind of feeling of independence or that they're able to accomplish things. If you never exactly. give them these like little practice woofa balls, they're never going to be able to hit the real ball out of mm-hmm. the ballpark. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. I knew so many girls because I went to an all women's college who came first year and didn't know how to do laundry. <sighs> do you know? Do, do you do laundry, Peter? Do you do your own? I do do my own laundry, <laughs> even though I live at. Home with my parents, I do my own laundry. That's good. Didn't know how to do their own laundry, and oddly enough, a lot of them, not all of them, but they got into really weird, sketchy situations with dudes, and it was just kind mm. of like, why the fuck are you doing this? And They were doing their laundry? <laughs> 
I'm not talking about the laundry being sketchy. I mean, like going to weird frat parties and that they shouldn't have been at. And I thought you meant they were doing their boyfriend's laundry. No, that's fine. But I mean, like just putting (laughs) themselves into really weird situations and be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And you're like, dude, no, you were the only woman there at a party of like, God only knows how many sketchy dudes. Huge red flag. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I would say that that's their fault if anything happened to them. But, you know, I just personally wouldn't have put myself in that situation because quite frankly that just terrifies me i mean that's what you end up seeing on pornhub i mean like even today i went to target to <laughs> exchange some like uh what are those things soda stream tanks and the guy who was taking my tanks was too fratty for me i was just like Ugh. Yeah. kyle fuck <laughs> fucking kyle's speaking of greek letters this is, this is what the whole reference is now <laughs> how I, I, I get offended about, by frats and sororities. Say, how do you feel about that? The appropriating of... my culture. <laughs> sororities, I think, are okay. I think any organization where it's only men, though, gets out of hand very fast. That's why I never joined one. I was like, oh, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. No offense to anyone that's in it. It's just not my thing, really. You could have yeah. totally been a bro and you chose differently. <laughs> no, you could have I think, like, thank you, I think. Like, <laughs> The no, really, you could have through, and <laughs> you could have totally gone a different direction, but no, you did not. Well, thank you. Good for you. Yeah, I couldn't have done it. <laughs> the, the not not choose the path, or or not be a bro. You could have totally done it. I mean, I you're Greek. What the fuck are they going to tell a polo, you? You can't literally come right in. Now, so this is true, <laughs> and it is a very light polo. Do you own yeah. salmon shorts? No, I don't. That oh, okay. sounds more okay. like another colleague of ours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, quite a few people. <laughs> We'll have, to have, we'll have them on. We'll have them on. I said them. Notice. Did not give anything away. Okay. They're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So uh, when I was, you mentioned the thing about um, your professor earlier before, and mm-hmm. you actually mentioned uh, when we did airdrop porn that episode, you talked about your professor that you went to the planetarium and you took his shirt off. Oh, he wasn't a professor. He was, uh, oh, he oh. was, he was our executive director. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. Now, is he, is he still, is he still around? You still see him? No, no, no. Oh, I actually did see him last weekend at a Greek fest. <laughs> was his shirt on? His shirt was on, but he no longer dyes his hair. He so dyes his was, hair? He got salt gray. and pepper now? Or? He got salt and pepper. Okay. Yeah. His, I'm thinking jet black is what he was doing. Or? That, that is traditional. If you walk into any Greek diner oh, okay. in the Chicagoland area. You'll see a 85-year-old man with his hair dyed jet black and his mustache. Okay. I, but oh, how is that supposed to fool anybody? You're 85. Yeah, well, they think it does. Actually, the, the type of dye that they use is called Grecian Delight. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, no, no, Grecian Formula. That guy, I don't want to say, I don't want to blast his, uh, his restaurant, but the guy that's on 95th uh, that owns the place, he's got jet black dyed hair too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know exactly what I'm talking about. We'll, we'll talk about it more off yeah. air, but yeah. <laughs> You can picture that. I, I was never like, want to become the silver fox or like the little bit of gray in the black hair. It has to be all black. I it hope I go silver. I, I have a fade now because it, it gives a little bit of a gray effect and like it looks good. I, I have gray hair, but it's not cool gray hair. Like if it were on the sides of my temples, that'd be <laughs> awesome. But right. it's just plunk right in the center. I'm getting, I mean, I'm salt and pepper. But I'm getting wings oh, too. Very, 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 very light. Like we're I'm, talking, we're talking like three grains of salt, maybe. Ah, uh, no, but no. I'm. Pr- I mean, I go for a haircut, and it's all, all there. But I'm getting wings all down, down below. See, wings are. <laughs> he went. TMI. He's my godfather, or not the my godfather, my daughter's godfather. I don't want to know. Maybe God Daddy. God Daddy. No, I mean, it, I meant when it when I see it on the. On but the, wings on are the cool. Sheet. Wings are yeah. punk. Yeah. I'm gonna get wings. No, I'm I'm gonna do it, Paulie. Wal- 
Diane, I'm going to do it like, so that way you can cut it out. Diane, <laughs> Diane I'm going to do it like where I can. Um, I'm going to keep uh, the, you should cut it out. I'm gonna, I'll cut it out, but then I'll keep the, you should cut it out part. Yeah. I'm going to do it like where I have gray, gray, and then I'm going to do a Greek man poof. So then I look hey. like Polly Walnuts from the Sopranos. Yes. <laughs> oh, you could be that guy. Yeah. And I can be like, what the fuck are you talking about, huh? You have to invest in a lot of golf shirts and bowling yeah. shirts. And tracksuits. A lot. And a and lot of tracks. And golden match. chains. And gold chains. Within, you got to like interlace it in your chest hair. Even of if you course. don't have enough chest hair, you have to yep. interlace it into your chest hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got to go to nightclubs and hit on 20-year-old girls. Like, hey. Uh, mm-hmm. Just be I'm, the full sketch. Exactly. So speaking of God Daddy and chest hair and necklaces and the Godfather, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I came up with this question and then I answered it myself on an episode and then... I was. I literally said in the episode, I'm going to ask my guests, and I never did. Uh, I guess we'll just go left, right. We'll go uh, Peter and then Diana. But what kind of student were you? So I did this, and I thought about it when really by the time I hit high school, I was about the same student I was through college and grad school. Uh, you don't have to do it that way, but what were like if you could describe yourself as a student? Um, I think one trait that I always bad trait that I always exhibited was. I, I was definitely always a procrastinator. Definitely. You mentioned it a few times in grad school. Yeah. yeah. I was definitely a procrastinator. It, it, I think, though, now that I look back on it, a lot of it was anxiety-driven. I realized that when I was younger, I really had a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it was based in, you know, uh, growing up in a ethnic household and, you know. He's Greek, everybody. He's a lot Greek. Of, a lot of yelling, <laughs> a lot of screaming. But it's an out of love, Peter. It's yeah. Out of love. It was. It was. Yeah. It was all out of love, but it <laughs> definitely gave me a lot of anxiety. And yeah. uh, I pushed it off because of my anxiety. But um, I was always a very dedicated student growing up. Uh, I think uh, I was more dedicated student to things that I felt more passionate about. Mm. I didn't spend a lot of time on my science homework or on my math homework, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. sometimes my English homework. Uh, when I got into college, I was definitely a lot more dedicated than when I was in high school and mm-hmm. and middle school. Yeah, it, it was definitely, it, it was different from high school to college. I, I definitely got better grades when I was in in, in college mm-hmm. based because I was taking classes that I really liked and I, things I really cared about. Whereas high school, I really didn't care about AP Bio. I got got a a two on my AP Bio exam. There you go. Uh, Halfway through, I looked at my friend. We were taking a... We were doing the essay part, and we looked at each other, shook our heads, and just put our heads down. And that was it. It's awesome. That was it. But I got a two. (laughs) Hey, you managed at least that. Yeah. Was it three, four, and five have to score? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So not quite. But that was when I was in elementary school. There was, uh, the end of the day was always science class. I was in the same boat. I did not really care about it. Yeah. And this was fifth grade. And so what you would do, and you would help the uh, kids that went home early. I think it was kindergarten and first grade went home early or something like that. Mm-hmm. You had to like be outside and help them cross the street and stuff like that. I was not part of this club or whatever it was. I pretended to be. I was in the yearbook photo. I was never a part of it. Mm. Um, I did participate. Though. I was. I would help them cross. The only thing is that I would help one group cross, and then I would continue on home. So that really? was the issue yeah. that I had. And it was always during science class. So oh I was my definitely God. in the same. That's boat. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has it? Did it come through in your teaching? I wonder when you were a student teaching, though. 
the procrastination at all or definitely the anxiety <laughs> but um not necessarily the procrastinating it, it didn't come through because mm -hmm. uh, at the same time a lot of stuff i had to get done the night before i didn't have any other choice right that's a staple of student teaching yeah pre and night before yeah <laughs> but um no it, it wasn't as prevalent as it was prior i used my weekends mm -hmm. Uh, a lot more wisely, even though I had to work and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Same question, Diana. Because you, you talk about, you talked about a phase one time and you were like, I had a punk phase. And I was like, what? And then the conversation moved on and I was like, no, tell me more. Well, I had more of a goth phase. I don't know if I'm quite out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was a recent close death in the family and one of my relatives joked, well, for the 40 days you're going to be in all black, you won't have to buy anything new. I'm like, that's right. There you go. <laughs> I've got it made in the shade. <laughs> so I guess as a student, I guess you could say I was very dedicated, mm -hmm. but I also was merciless with teachers who I thought were stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have an example? Like oh, a time where yeah. you, you called somebody out that didn't seem to quite be up to snuff? My English teacher sophomore year, she was this self-righteous old maid who loved yelling at children, who hated children, and I don't really understand why she was a teacher. But she was saying things like Catherine of Aragon was from France and that Henry VIII died of syphilis. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, hold oh my, my beer, even though I was only oh my. There 15. may have been beer in that classroom at the age of 15. You never know. <laughs> um, and I kept trying to interrupt her. Like, I'd raise my hand respectfully, but I'd be like, no, that's not how it was. And then finally she goes, if you know so much, why don't you just stand up and teach the class? And I stood up and she said, sit down. <laughs> So I was definitely a bit of a pill for teachers that I thought were just completely clueless. Mm. And that carried over to college. I had language professors who Under, Undergrad, right? Undergrad, okay. yeah, that didn't know how to explain things correctly. And me and this other friend, we would just gossip with each other the whole time. And then she'd go, what are you girls talking about? And then we would say it. And then the whole class would be like, oh, that's a much better way of explaining it. Nice. So we were we were <laughs> annoying but smart. And I guess that definitely per is pervasive across my academic career. I think after the first class that we had, who shall remain nameless, he sent me an email saying, you need to calm down in class. It's a little too aggressively going after people. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> I can't remember that. I think that I'm much more chill now, but I was just so excited to be back in school. I was like ready to take people down. Then I'm like, nah, probably should calm down. I think I remember something early on with a classmate where it, it might have been like day two, maybe day one or day two. <laughs> it was day one. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't um, day one. It was a couple of weeks later and oh, he was being super was... patronizing towards me and I just wasn't having it. Because I was saying participation doesn't always work out and it's sometimes rather pointless. And he goes, well, that's a crappy way of looking at the world. I'm like, yeah, but it's the way the world is sometimes because... Fun fact about me, I lived through a revolution abroad and I had to move away during said revolution because a certain country invaded after the revolution. And this guy was trying to explain to me that I was just horribly misguided and I just want to say, shut the fuck up, dude. What can you tell me about public participation in politics? It's a wonderful and great idea. I wish there were more of it and I wish more of it made a difference. However, in my personal experience, it just seems to bring more on problems and it's i hate it that that's the way and it doesn't really bring a lot of positive public change but that just seems to be what happens mm -hmm. and you got i remember 
we came back the next week like, oh, here we go. But you guys recovered very quickly. Like, had you guys, I remember you guys agreed on the first, like, whatever the next topic was. And then you guys were very cordial after that, too. I, I was just playing nice because I didn't want to get another angry email uh, from the professor. Okay. See, I, I still didn't like him. I wasn't sure because, honestly, it was it was a moment where I wasn't sure if it was just, because it's okay to disagree, honestly. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was that or if there was something else that went on behind the scenes. Sound like a little bit of both, maybe, but, huh. I just didn't really think it was worth my time to try to convince him because he seemed mm-hmm. pretty sure of his point of view and I definitely wasn't giving up mine, so. Yeah, definitely. I just definitely. let it go. On that note, do we want to do a refill break? Because I ran out. Do you want a refill? Refill? Yeah. I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to grab, grab one real quick. Okay. So we're, we are gearing up. This is, full disclosure, this is a Saturday. It's coming out on Thursday. Uh, so by the time this episode comes out, I will have been at my teacher week, our PD week, uh, for almost a week, to not use the word week too many times. Um, but I was thinking about, I'm actually pretty excited for this school year. We talked about uh, patients coming down for adults, but I am really excited for this school year. Uh, but I guess I was curious in, in both capacities, so the Hellenic Society with scholarships and the million things that you do and uh, with teaching at a new school and the million things that you do, what are your hopes for like the new, now that summer's over, like the new year? I just hope that I find some kind of teacher friend because mm-hmm. I had a really good teacher friend at my last school and right now, it's just, I mean, they're okay, but I really wish I had somebody to gossip with and tell dirty jokes with, because I really don't <laughs> feel like right. I have that at my new school, and it's kind of bumming me out. Mm-hmm. So that that's my sincerest hope, that I find a teacher friend that I can make off-color jokes with and perhaps have a drink or two after school with. I like that one. That, honestly, yeah, that is the biggest thing that uh, led to me being happier in my job is the people that I was surrounded with. Mm-hmm. I love that one. That's great. Yeah, Peter. Um, that's a good question. I um, haven't really thought about it. I think more support from sort of our administration would help a, mm-hmm. a lot because I do a million different things. Uh, I'm program director at, uh, at our foundation and it's just two full-time employees and we have no interns we have few volunteers so it's it's really a lot and i hope they find us some help yeah i feel like anyone pretty much everyone listening to this i think it's mostly like 90 percent teachers listen to uh the show they're probably when you heard when you said admin support everyone was probably like yes please Uh because it never seems to happen so i mean it's like even outside of teaching yeah everywhere i I feel like everywhere it's always help from above <laughs> yeah because they're just like pretty much sucking us dry yeah you know yeah absolutely right i say i wear about eight different hats you probably wear about 20 different hats you probably wear about the same number too i always find myself too during and it's funny because we're about to go to this on monday the last two years both my first year and my second year i went into that like teacher pd week that we do and they were saying all these things, and I was like, I don't know if you're going to follow through on this. And sure enough, just nothing. They mm-hmm. almost never do. Yeah, yeah. It could be something as simple as all students will wear IDs at all times. And this happened last summer. I was like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and sure, it never even got started. It didn't fall through. It just never got started. Just little things like that. But That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if that's encouraging or discouraging <laughs> that it's happening inside and out of, <laughs> of, of the teaching realm. Yeah. Well, uh, Diana, you were talking about an issue that 
And I've thought about this too. Like if there were to be a move from school to school, there's going to be a different culture and climate. And so you are encountering a different type of grade concern. And this, well, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you introduce this one. Okay. So different the, type of student. Yeah. <laughs> so the first school I was working at was in a completely different type of neighborhood. The kids came from a little bit more rougher background. Most of them, I mean, there were some really dedicated students, but most of them really didn't give a shit about their grades. And the only way I could get them to care was by developing more you know, relationships with them and trying to convince them that they really should invest in their education. Not always successfully, but, you know, I did my damnedest. And now I'm at a school in a different suburb, and it just seems that they are overly neurotic about their grades. And their parents are all concerned. They have their panties in a bunch all the time about this grade and that grade. And I don't know what to do with this type of student because it unnerves me. And I think that they must be plotting my doom or something <laughs> behind my back because I, I don't, I'm not used to children giving a shit about their grades. Mm-hmm. And I don't like know how eight to- meal, Eight emails like waiting for you like right now, like as soon as you check your phone, like, oh God. They have questions. I know. And I just want to tell them, relax and just learn. (laughs) And I mean, it's good and I'm glad they care. But on the other hand, it's just like, just be a child. Nobody cares about your middle school grades anyway. Yeah, for real. They don't count worth anything. So please do not, you know, get all bent out of shape if if you get a bad grade on a test. And I've had to tell them like several times, if you get a bad grade on a test, it is not the end of the world. You may redo it. You can fix it. I just want you to learn. But I know if they get a bad grade back, they're going to cry or go running to their parents. And it's just, it's it's stressful in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know which one's going to be easier, trying to get kids to care or trying to get kids to relax. Calm the fuck down. It's crazy how it's like, I mean, grass is always greener, right? But there's, yeah. there's never going to be that perfect situation. Perfect situation. Because when I was student teaching, it was a similar situation. I was getting emails from parents all the time, emails from students all the time. Like we're talking like 40 a week, which is insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a weird balance. I, I wish I had like a, a solution for it, but I, it sounds like you're starting to set the seed for like failure is okay. And everyone's I'm afraid trying. of the word, but it's really hard, especially because they're so young. And they it doesn't help that like do they have like honor roll and stuff like that at that school oh yeah they do and i just want to tell them even if you fuck up it's okay it's a part of life the thing that you need to learn is how to bounce back from those failures it's about how to learn it's a it's a cultural thing though because we're so obsessed with titles we're so obsessed Mm. with you know success that success isn't everything and they they don't understand that i mean learning is more important than Mm -hmm. learning will get you to success Oh, and you know, one of my best buddies, uh, even to this day in middle school, I remember he punched a locker at the end, like we were about to go on winter break because he got super honor roll instead of whatever the next level up was. It was like that, <laughs> one, like platinum honor roll, super honor roll, honor roll, honorable mention, and then everybody else. And he got just regular super and he was ups- in middle school too. keep in mind, because it, it's true. It is this huge cultural pressure that we all put on ourselves and people are putting on us that we're like. You can't fail. You have to do, you have to have the title. You have to have everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a weird problem though. Have you tried anything so far? I mean, it's only been a week, right? Maybe two. Yeah. Has one anything week. been successful with like at least one? <sighs> Not really. 
I mean, I don't know the kids that well still, and I'm still trying to earn their trust and trying to work with them. My favorite grade, even at my last school, and I think my favorite grade will still be at this school, the eighth graders. You know why? Because they're assholes. (laughs) And this is the honest to God truth. Eighth graders (laughs) don't give a fuck. Even the eighth graders at the school I teach at are just mean-spirited, super puberty-driven. <laughs> okay, let me give you an example. I was doing recess duty last week. One of the boys fell down during, like, football, and one of the other guys just said, you fucking pussy, get up. And this is at a parochial school <laughs> where, you know, you can get in big trouble for cursing and all that. Yeah. And I had to tell them the next day during class, like, guys, I really don't care if you curse, just not at school. Right. There are certain, you know, if you do it next week, I'm going to have to write you up and that'll be really lame because I love to, I really do love to swear, as you can tell. Did Did you tell them this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did. I just had to say, listen, you can't do that. You you have to understand that this is the environment you're in right now, and yeah. you have to obey the rules. And you have to, you know, conform to the culture within the culture you're in. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. And I feel like that's really endearing to a lot of older middle school kids because sixth graders are too complacent and so are the seventh graders and I don't like it. I love the more rebellious children because I was a very rebellious child and I think I'm still one in a lot of ways. (laughs) So I understand where they're coming from. Most adults are full of shit. I fully agree. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And if you don't think so, think back to when we were student teaching. We're like, I don't know how to teach econ. And we're like, oh, just fake it till you make it. <laughs> that was one of the best advice, pieces of advice we got, which is fake it yeah. till you make it. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Do you ever get like imposter syndrome? At oh, all yeah. the time. You're like, I shouldn't be here. I, I asked this to someone, like I was getting uh, just a beer with my department head. And she was like, oh, I get it all the time. I'm like, you're, you're a PhD. Like that's kind of comforting for to me. To, we were in that class that was... A mixture of us and PhD students too, mm-hmm. and that one that one guy <laughs> didn't realize uh, that we were all master students, mm-hmm. yeah. and so he was telling us, thinking that we're PhD students, just fake it till you make it. Don't be intimidated by those master students. We're like, what? <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? This is the same guy that I don't remember who said something, but it was something related to Wall and Stonecraft, like the mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the exact title of it, but it was a uh, it was about women, mm-hmm. and he said something, and someone was like, I think you're like underestimating or like something where they called him out and he said all right, all right listen 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 I, I took a women's studies course <laughs> <laughs> so watch it and we're like oh fuck this guy he's the worst but <laughs> you guys have really ambitious uh honestly my only hope for this year i i wrote this down i don't write these these things down that often but i wrote this down uh all i want is just to not see snapchat filters on our student ids anymore like wait what yeah like, they do like sir, the doe eyes uh, and the flower crowns like sir you d- you don't have dog ears why does your picture have this <laughs> like how do they print they they, they, they just they, print them they print i don't them. know why like like do you have a pic uh, hey we gotta take your picture i'm not gonna do that all right all right you, you got like a picture you can send me like yeah oh i got God. this one with, i got this one with a rainbow coming out of my mouth like that's fine print it that's actually that's one of the best hope. pictures of me with the rainbow coming out of my mouth. <laughs> or with, with face swap of someone else that we took uh, grad school courses with. To group people out, <laughs> that would be the best one. Yeah, it, it, that's my only goal is no, no, more, no more Snapchat filters. Oh, my God. So you should just, with your ID. Snapchat filter? Snapchat filter. Oh, oh my should, God. 
Become a puppy dog or a kitty. Come yeah, on. absolutely. Oh, okay, I'll do or, that. Or I'll just face swap with somebody like like um, like Ryan Voldemort. Reynolds or something like that. Yeah, Voldemort. There you go. Exactly right. <laughs> do you guys have your phones on you? I don't. Mine's in my. Are purse. you doing it now? Are you doing a face swap right now? Yeah, I'm sending you. Oh God. I don't even I'm know how to use already. Snapchat. I'm such don't. an old lady. They keep changing the app every like yeah. six weeks. So whenever I go into it for the first time after like a month, then uh, then that happens. <laughs> um, well, I guess that kind of ties me into this. Uh, inadvertently uh, i was thinking about this because somebody else was talking about it i over i was eavesdropping a little bit sorry not sorry i don't know the person so it's okay but they were talking <laughs> about if someone played them in a movie yeah uh, putting you on the spot a little bit here but if you had like a movie that was being made about you like whether you're a teacher or whatever who would play you daria the cartoon character <laughs> would play me <laughs> i'm dark i'm snarky i'm cranky she very much so embodies me i really do wish i was a more positive carefree just happy-go-lucky gal that kind of talk like this but i'm not whenever i hear most women talking it makes my teeth grind <laughs> i'm sure somebody tuned in right at that minute mark when you were talking like that and they're like i gotta turn this okay, off i gotta turn off this podcast i'm like God, why is it that women want to talk in this infantile tone? It pisses me off because that means we'll never achieve equality. You don't see a guy doing that. No. I do change my voice, but it's for effect. This picture of you with the... the you make a very sassy old woman, yeah, Peter. Yeah, I buy it. What would your name be if this was a character? Bertha. Bertha. Come on, she's Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right well that said i mean you know who who's gonna play this person in a movie peter either one. Oh, either, jesus either the big eyes and is just zooming in that's from what i was teaching too i said you got the lanyard that's how i knew yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my lanyard's in my car right now um people always say that i sound and look like the guy from the office kevin no <laughs> you are so much smarter than kevin yeah, you also have Way more hair, way more hair, way more intelligence. I don't know. Uh, I don't if you're know. anybody from Brian the Bumgarner. office, you're clearly going to be a uh, Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> Just rolling your eyes. <laughs> yeah, nice and sassy. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Well, if you had, let's say, you had a podcast. Not to plug my own right now that we're on right now, but uh, if you had a podcast, what would the title be and what would the format be? Sassy ass bitches who talk about true crime. That would be my <laughs> podcast. What, what if my follow up question, like that's the whole title, right? What if my follow up question was, so what is the format? What are you going to talk about on your podcast? <laughs> so, Peter, what, what, would, what would your podcast be, Peter? <laughs> what would my podcast be? I have I have a hunch, but I'm not going to say it till after. Um, mine would either be some history nerd shit. That was close. <laughs> yeah. Or it would be something about complaining about Greek people. <laughs> complaining and about, about And about how far they've fallen. How, what do you mean? Look how far they've fallen. They oh, invented, Listen, you're they not invented. Armenians. You're not the Kardashians. You haven't fallen that far. Yeah, right, you're still but, there. Come on, we invented Western civilization. And now look at us. <laughs> I'm waiting for like you the first You did not episode. invent Western civilization. You you guys aren't even Greeks. You're Albanians who've just decided to take that hanger of Greek. Hey, let's hope no Greeks Mic tuned drop. In. Boom. Let's hope no Greeks tuned in. in how, would, how would the first episode even start? Like So like intro music, intro music, ready, go. Here's Peter. I have no idea. Welcome back to 
Uh, Welcome back to. I don't. I, I can't even like think of a witty title. <laughs> Welcome back to Greekly Greek with Peter. <laughs> Welcome back to the Greasy Greek. The Greasy Greek. Welcome back to the Greasy Greek with. Welcome back to the Greasy. I'm Greek. your host Peter, and I am greasy right now. And we're going to talk. Oh, that sounds like really rapey NPR code. Oh God, uh, ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what would be your number one complaint though my number one complaint yeah i'm waiting for you to be like don't you hate when people use those snapchat filters oh mine would be <laughs> oh god there's so many <laughs> my friend runs uh an instagram okay. that's uh, uh he he designs stuff but he also uh should i tag him in this episode <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think so uh but he also um he he posts a bunch of memes I mean, it's pretty much just become a meme. A meme bank? I mean, it's become a meme bank, yeah. And, and it's <laughs> like <laughs> like this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but in Greek dance circles, left hands go over right hands. The rest of you are canceled. Go dance alone. <laughs> and the thing is, yeah. But the, the, <laughs> and I mean, it's got 1,500 likes because Jeez. there's always a thing about when you hold hands in dance circles... See, like, you know, oh, it's always, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. This right-handed it, society. I didn't even think about that. And I was I was always taught that the man should hold the hand like this because you're guiding the woman. Uh-huh. Whereas uh-huh. if you're holding the hand, this you're the woman by doing that. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Well, yeah, because you're doing like, you know, yeah. enchanté, kind right. of like kiss like when, my hand type of motion. It's like when someone gives you a handshake and they cut you short and you're uh, like, God damn it. Exactly. So I, I always, whenever I got into a Greek dance circle, I always felt Same my often. ego bruised a little bit if I was <laughs> if the girl refused to let me. That is sexism, Peter. How dare you? Now, Peter, how often are you in a Greek dance circle, though? Uh, I mean, it happens. Weddings. I frequent. Weddings. The, I frequent the Greek dance circles. You know how I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm a pretty good Greek dancer. I, I bet you are. You yeah. I, I need to see this happen. <laughs> Let's go dancing right now. No, I'm kidding. Let's go to Moose's. His church makes some really badass like cheese puff things. Like we left, we went to your oh, yeah, you went- church and we had like those Greek cheese puff things. Like they're like pastries yeah. with cheese in them. Delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah, like cheese just, pies. What were the cinnamon things that I had? I want to show Oh, those, those were the rukumadas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you said. Yeah, we yeah. also had that shot of something. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh. We had that shot of, oh my, we had that shot of Tsipora. See, that's what it was. Yeah. We talked about, there was is an episode called Bootleg Sipuro. Yeah. something? It was, oh, it was the hardest shot to put down. Next, well, maybe not the hardest. Maybe it goes Malort, Sipuro, <laughs> and then everything else. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That was fun, though. Was that the stuff in my big fat Greek wedding when like the really like that's Windex. waspy <laughs> culture com- couple comes over to meet the family? and That they, was like, Uzo. Get- okay. Yeah, Uzo, if you've ever had Sambuca, the Italians drink Sambuca. It's the same thing. Anise flavor, uh, anise fa- flavored uh, liqueur. So it tastes like black licorice. Ooh. What does yeah. Sipuro taste like? I can't Cipro, remember. I, I don't know. Rough. Cipro is uh, made from grapes. So it kind of has sort of a painful uh, kind of vibe. The lemon <laughs> sort of getting uh, notes of nausea. Yeah, mm, yeah, some... pretty much liquor, <laughs> pretty much alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah, that was brutal. I remember we talked about that when you were when you're on at that point. Yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, my I, mean, I know that I've got my first week coming up. I know that 
I'm going to reward myself when I get through it, if I get through it. Hopefully I get through it. I'm going to reward myself. This is really sad. This is the point that I've gotten at the at the senior age of 26. When I get to Friday oh, night. Up, I know, Ryan. Right? When I get to 20, <laughs> or when I get to that Friday, I'm going to reward myself with three melatonin. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. My, my goals have really changed quite a bit, quite a bit. But Well, um, what's melatonin? Oh, helps you sleep. You don't know what melatonin no. is? That's what Wait, really? I gave my children oh. on the flight from overseas back to the U.S. to get them to sleep, but then That's they great. fell asleep on me, and then I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Oh my god! Usually takes me about one to fall asleep. If I yeah. want to have some crazy dreams, I'll have two. So if I want to be productive the next day because of my anxiety from the dream from the melatonin, <laughs> that's when I'll have the two. Three is when I'm like, I need this. I really need really? this. <laughs> yeah. I've never done three. We'll see what happens. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Well, um, it's crazy. It's been two years. This feels very full circle to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting and not ending, but you know what I'm saying. Before we move, hopefully we'll still be able to. I mean, no, you you said you're up on the north side all the time. It'll be a little bit closer for you. So hopefully we can at some point yeah. not go a year in between. Uh, but thank you both for for being on. It was fun. Of course, yeah, uh, of course. Right. We had our ceremonial shot and things like that. This is where it all started. I don't know how I'm going to come up with the episode title for this one. There were like at least a th- like air so many porn. different tropes. <laughs> so many different tropes. We're, like we had a lot in that first one, but airdropped porn like that. How do you not? <laughs> how do you like, that one? That's the first one. It's a little weird when you try to tell people like they're like, "Hey, where should I start?" Like you can start with airdrop porn. Like what? It's episode one, man. Like it's all good. It's all good. That but, was terrible. <laughs> you had a that. great student teaching experience. I did. I did. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much. Of course. Um, everybody else is listening in. I'm sure you guys enjoyed this. This flew by for me. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this little reunion. It's a special episode for the two-year anniversary of Classroom Brew, which is crazy to say. I did not anticipate that when I sat like right here and I was, uh, had a couple of drinks at that point midway through the year decided I'm going to buy a, a microphone and then it <laughs> evolved from there. So thank you guys for taking that risk with me and trusting me to take it forward and of course the time and effort that you guys put forth that, that means a lot to me. So Absolutely. Everybody else, thank you so much for listening. Uh, reach out classroombrew at gmail.com if you'd like to be on, interact with the show, whatever. You can reach us at classroombrew on social media. That's Instagram and Twitter. It's all good to me. Uh, we have video podcasts every so often, mostly highlight clips, but if you would like exclusive content, you can go to patreon.com slash classroombrew. Uh, Devin Siebold, he's the one with the shot glass that says, I support teachers drinking habits. Uh, he has Crying in My Car, a podcast for teachers. Highly recommend it. Uh, he has a great episode on meditation that came out last week but every single episode is very funny of course uh and until next week class Class dismissed. dismissed